Thank you for joining us today as we study the book of Revelation. Today on Drawing Near, the Apostle John writes of a scene that plays out in heaven. This passage is one of those preliminary passages before judgment is unleashed. I encourage you to open your Bible and turn to the Revelation of Jesus Christ, chapter 15, and join us for a heavenly sign. In preparation for our study, would you join me in prayer? Father, we appreciate all of the book of Revelation, but I am thankful for a passage like this that gives us an interlude, a glimpse into heaven, and the worship that takes place there. Father, I thank you for worship, for making yourself known to us, for helping us to be able to glorify and magnify you. Father, as sinners, apart from your work of grace in our lives, we would be incapable of appreciating you. Father, help us to worship you more fully, especially in light of these truths that we see in your word. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Hopefully, as you open your Bible and turn to Revelation chapter 15, you can join me as we read through this passage. Beginning in verse 1, we read, Then I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues, for in them the wrath of God is complete. And so John alludes to the fact that he sees another sign, something that is getting ready to mark a great event. He calls this sign a heavenly sign and great and marvelous. John, all the way through this, is enamored with all of the loudness, all of the vividness, all of the spectacular signs and images and creatures that he sees. And I think that's important because it reveals to us that as human beings, heaven is going to be filled with wonder. What we see in heaven is going to be great and grand and marvelous and awesome. And so John says he saw another sign in heaven, and it is great and marvelous. Then he tells us that that sign consists of seven angels having the seven last plagues, for in them the wrath of God is complete. We are coming to the end of the judgment time. We have had the seven seals opened, the seven trumpets sounded, and now we are going to see the seven bowls of God's wrath poured out upon the earth. And these seven angels are there, and they're a sign of God's judgment. They're a sign of what is getting ready to take place. And these are the seven last plagues, because when these plagues are finished, when we come to the end of them, God's wrath is complete. That's a wonderful thing to hear. The wrath of God is awesome and terrifying, and it is good to know that at some point in time, his wrath will have vented completely out. It will be finished, complete. In verse 2, John sees something that he's not familiar with. And so guardedly, he says, I saw something like a sea of glass mingled with fire. He doesn't say he sees a sea of glass mingled with fire, but it's something like this. It's the best way he has to describe it. And he goes on to say, And those who have the victory over the beast 
over his image and over his mark and over the number of his name, standing on the sea of glass, having harps of God. And so all of those who have come out of the great tribulation resisting the Antichrist, refusing to worship his image, refusing to take his mark, they are on this thing that John says is something like a sea of glass mingled with fire, and they have harps of God in their hands. Often in Scripture, we see the image of fire as cleansing or purging or even purifying. The fact that they're standing on something like a sea of glass mingled with fire may be a reference to their purification. This great number coming out of the Great Tribulation who have resisted the beast, they have harps of God in their hand, and they're singing a new song according to verse 3. The song that they sing is the song of Moses. It's as if this is another great exodus. They are making their exodus out of the earth, out of the tribulation, into the heavenly promised land, and they're singing the song of Moses, the servant of God, because these are the servants of God. And they're also singing the song of the Lamb. They have suffered on the earth. They have been hounded by the persecution of the beast. They have held fast and true to their confession of faith in Jesus Christ. And they sing the song of Moses, God's servant. And they're singing the song of the Lamb. The song of the Lamb is a song of triumph, of victory. Because Jesus Christ has conquered through his death, burial, and resurrection and has made it possible for these servants to know and worship God. Through faith in Jesus Christ, they have become more than conquerors. In verses 3 and 4, we see the words of the song. Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the saints. Who shall not fear you, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy, for all nations shall come and worship before you, for your judgments have been manifested. As we work through these two verses, it is clear that these who have experienced the deliverance of God through the great tribulation declare that the works of God are great and marvelous. After the persecution, after the tribulation that they've gone through, they are exalting God for their great salvation. His works on their behalf are great and marvelous. They call him the Lord God Almighty. They've seen the power of the beast. They've seen the influence of the dragon and the false prophet. And yet, it is God who is the Lord God Almighty. They have seen the corruption and the evil of the Antichrist. And they look to God and they say, Just and true are your ways, O King of the saints. And God is King of kings and Lord of lords. And he is especially and ultimately the king of the saints. We serve him. In verse 4, who shall not fear you? God's demonstration of his power and presence is so great. Who shall not fear you, O Lord? And who shall not give glory to your name? You alone are holy. Boy, haven't they seen a contrast to the holiness of God while on the earth? under the Antichrist and the false prophet, they see the holiness of God. They experience the distinction between that which is grossly unholy and the ultimate holiness of God. You alone are holy. 
And then they declare, for all nations shall come and worship before you. All those nations who have aligned themselves with the false prophet and the dragon, they will come and worship before you, for your judgments have been manifest or revealed. Your judgments have been clearly declared. After this sign in heaven, after what we might refer to as this exodus from the earth, John writes in verse 5, After these things I looked, and behold, the temple of the tabernacle of the testimony in heaven was opened, and out of the temple came the seven angels having the seven plagues, the last plagues, the finality of God's wrath. And they were clothed in pure bright linen and having their chest girded with golden bands. It appears that the adornment of the angels is an indication of their status in heaven. In verse 7 we read, Then one of the four living creatures gave to the seven angels seven golden bowls full of the wrath of God who lives forever and ever. In verse 8, The temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power, and no one was able to enter the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels was completed. We are witnessing the climax of God's wrath. The seven angels with the seven bowls full of the wrath of God. Everything comes to a halt. No one can go into the temple until this event is complete. And according to the last word in the last verse of Revelation 15, God's wrath will be completely poured out. This event will take place. It's not a maybe. There's no speculation here. This event is coming. Praise God that we who trust in Jesus Christ have no need to worry or fear these wrath events. Praise God that we will be with him and we will be observers and we will be worshiping and glorifying him while all of this unfolds. Father in heaven, we thank you for your grace and mercy, which enables us to know Jesus Christ before these events take place. You not only save us from sin, you not only save us unto eternal life, but you save us from the wrath that sin demands. Thank you, Father, for working in our hearts to bring about faith. Thank you, Holy Father, for imparting to us the holiness of Christ. Help us, Lord, to walk in that holiness as we see these days approaching. Thank you for your glory. Thank you for your greatness. And Father, thank you for making it known to us. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and he will draw near to us.